Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. And as we talked about on our last episode, we were anticipating a lot of stuff this week, and we got a lot of stuff this week. So uh, just the, the biggest deal, of course, just happened. The players and owners both approved the uh, deal to return to play. And in something that I don't know until like a week or a couple weeks ago, I wasn't, I didn't pick up on the radar, but um, they got a new CBA too that lasts for several years. So yeah, four year extension. And, you know, I don't know if anyone is into the details of hockey as much as we are. You listen to this, you probably are, but uh, there was a lot of anticipation for another work stoppage after next year. So it was a a pretty good sign to see that for once hockey was able to avoid a work stoppage. Yeah. The one sport that shot itself in the foot probably more often than any of the other ones seems to be the league that's kind of handling the quarantine the best. I don't know. I, I haven't been paying quite as much attention to, uh, to basketball i'm just not not i haven't followed the nba in in uh like five or ten years but um compared to like major league baseball um it's shocking how much better the nhl has handled things um it's it's really quite surprising but no i i haven't been able to dig into the details on uh the cba extension um i did read some stuff from you know, some of the, the national guys um, over the past week um, that kind of got some of the leaks about what what was being discussed. But uh, I haven't seen the final agreement yet. Um, I know they were talking, you know, the, the, the big thing that applies to the Blackhawks and, and every team really is that the salary cap is going to remain rigid for the next two years, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to stay at $81.5 million. And, you know, for a Blackhawks team that was up against the cap this year, and even though they do have some money coming off the books, they have, uh, you know, several uh, key restricted free agents to re-sign, and then also uh, Corey Crawford being an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, and, so. you know, there is, I was going to say, there are some worries that it could drop to, like, $67 million if there was no rigid, like... Hold yeah. on the salary cap, which would have been a catastrophe for the Blackhawks. Right. Well, I, I mean, and it's the Blackhawks are up against it, but there are teams that would have been. I, I mean, basically, two thirds of the league is uh, is spending to the salary cap, basically. So, and there's a lot of teams that are in uh, much worse cap situations than the Blackhawks. So if the league hadn't have kind of stepped in and I, I mean, this is kind of the, I think it's the best compromise available. Um, I don't think dropping the salary cap is just, it's just not financially viable or I I shouldn't say it's not um, competitively viable for the league. Um, Just you can't expect your GMs to be able to um, plan for that. And I think it would just lead to utter chaos and um, a lot of bad headlines. So I think, uh, yes, sticking the, you know, keeping the cap right at right where it was, I I think is the is kind of just a fair middle ground. 
it's going to obviously affect the free agents this offseason and the following offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously those guys are just, it's just poor timing on theirs. There's, I, but, you know, unfortunately it's just, there's nothing you can really do about it. I don't, I think it's especially going to hit the restricted free agents hard because they just have no leverage. And so I, it, in, in Blackhawks terms, I mean, you know, coming into the year, we thought, um, Dylan Strom and Alex DeBrinkett were going to get, you know, kind of big long-term extensions. Uh, DeBrinkett got his extension during the season. Um, Strom has not re-signed yet, but... And then we've got the um, added pressure now of uh, Kubelik is playing very right. well, too. So that's yes. another guy that's going to be up. Right. But I think what's going to end up happening is, you know, what you looked at like halfway through the year where you know, oh, all of a sudden you got to fit in Kubelik. With the way things have gone, I, honestly, I, th- I think what's going to end up is both of those guys are going to get less than we would have thought three months ago. And uh, there's, it's, I don't see, I don't see how any restricted free agents are going to be able to cash in under these scenarios. And if they try to hold out and try to get deals that are commiserate with restricted free agents from, you know, years prior, um, I think teams are just going to let them sit out. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't it, team. It, there's too many teams that are up against the cap. Uh, you know, you can demand a trade all you want, but if you want, if you want $5 million a year, there's going to be like three teams that are going to be able to afford that next year. And it's generally going to be teams that are bad. <laughs> and so, I think you're going to see a lot of restricted free agents and a lot of unrestricted free agents have to take one or two year deals that'll just kind of bring them past, you know, get them past, uh, you know, the, the, the economic downturn and, and then hopefully cash back in later um, once uh, the economies in the U.S. and Canada hopefully recover. And yeah, I mean, it, it's probably not going to have a huge, huge effect on the career earnings for guys like Strom and Kubalik too much. I mean, we're, you know, assuming they stay healthy and continue with their current trajectories. But, you know, somebody like Corey Crawford, um, you know, who's 35 and played well enough this year where you thought, oh, well, you know, he might sign for four million, maybe for a couple of years. I think the Blackhawks are going to have a really hard time justifying that in in this environment i think i i do think they're still going to bring Corey crawford back if he wants to play um and but i I think it's going to be they're just going to have both sides are just going to have to say hey this is just going to have to be a year-to-year thing we'll pay you as much as we can but you know he's he's not gonna um break the bank if he wants to come back to the Blackhawks and I can't see him moving anywhere else. I just, I, it just doesn't seem like that'll happen in, in, in this environment. So yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think the Blackhawks will be able to manage it. I do think they'll end up having to buy out um, Ole Mata and Zach Smith. Um, if you do, if you do make those two moves and then I, I, I kind of did the math in my head the other day when they were first talking about the 81.5 mil cap, uh, basically I think you'd end up with, uh, I think off the top of my head now, I think it was, uh, it's like 13 or 14 million to re-sign 
uh, Strom, Kubalik, um, Crawford, and Kajula. Um, and so, I mean, I think it's possible, um, you know, that might they have to just, uh, you know, somebody like Jake Kajula just, you know, I think you could trade him and, you know, get somebody at half the price if they, if they're really squeezed for it. But yeah, so I, if they end up losing anybody, I think it would end up being like a Drake Kajula or Slater Cuckoo, who's the other restricted free agent that they have. Um, you know, the guys that would probably be scheduled to make like one or two million somewhere in there. Kajula made one and a half this past year. Um, I can't see the Blackhawks giving him a raise at this point. No. Um, so if he doesn't settle for basically the same salary, um, I could see them moving on from him. And kind of the same with Slater Cuckoo. I think he made a million or like nine, 950K or something like that. If he wants more than a million, I, I can just see that I can't see the Blackhawks being able to to manage that. So And then, then buyouts of uh, Olimata yeah, and Zach Smith. Certainly Olimata. I, 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 I cannot foresee a, a situation where that doesn't happen. Um, I, I don't think there's going to be enough teams that are going to be able to fit his salary under uh, their cap. And he's in the uh, scenario where he signed his long-term extension with Pittsburgh at an early enough age where the buyout for him is much smaller than it would be uh, for veterans. And yeah, so, and, and the Blackhawks are going to have, and like by next year, for, and in two years for sure, but even next year, are going to have a lot of defensemen. So they'll have yeah. a lot of options. Right, yeah. So I, I, I think there's like basically no chance Mata is back next year. Zach Smith, I, I really hate to extend his cap hit out over two years. Um, I would really love to either just deal with it for a year or bury him in the minors and deal with a slightly higher cap hit next year and then be done with it the year, you know, not, not have to have it carry over into the following year. But I, a lot of this is going to come back to what um, the future is for Andrew Shaw. If Andrew Shaw ends up going on long-term injury reserve, you know, because he's retiring essentially, um, that relieves a lot of the, the Blackhawks cap constraints. If he doesn't, then, you know, the more drastic steps will need to be taken, you know, and um, they'll have to buy out Smith. They'll probably have to, you know, move either one of Cuckoo or Kajula, something like that. But yeah, um, if, if, you know, obviously um, I guess we can kind of transition into this as part of the uh, the next segment, but uh, it sounds like Brent Seabrook, like we've been kind of saying all along, he's definitely going to try and play next year, but mm-hmm. it sounds like he's going to actually be ready or he might be ready to play come August. So, you know, and that raises a whole bunch of questions. Like who do you put out there? I mean, cause it's Brent Seabrook, but it's like, you know, he's now he's going to be coming off of like pretty extensive, a pair of surgeries and like is he going to be up to speed is he going to be ready you know yeah it's, th- it's a tough three call. surgeries three surgeries eight months off or something like that seven eight months off and yeah i mean to be able to come back in under a playoff atmosphere 
at his age, that's a that's a tough uh, ask. But at the same time, um, I mean, it's not like the Blackhawks have, um, you know, amazing yeah, I mean, like, defensemen in front of him. I mean, the Han is going to be in the same position. Right. Doing basically the same thing. So. Right. Uh, De- DeHaan's, um, younger, so. It, you know, De- DeHaan was a little bit ahead of, uh, of Seabrook's rehab schedule, plus his issue was upper body, so he would, would have been able to, you know, maintain the workouts on his legs. Um, so you'd like to think that he could get his legs back quicker than Seabrook could, who was having, you know, two hip surgeries. <laughs> yeah. Um so I, I'm I'm a little less concerned about DeHaan, you know, and then plus he was playing better um, uh, bef- before his injury as well. So I definitely would see DeHaan stepping into not just a top six role, but likely a top four role for the Blackhawks. Uh, with Seabrook, um, you know, I, obviously I hold out hope that the the hip surgeries have allowed him to regain a little bit of mobility. Um, I think it's slightly more likely that that would occur next year as opposed mm-hmm. to right now. But the the Oli Mata Slater Cuckoo third pairing um, isn't exactly a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, there were a lot of games in the, the final third of the year where that was a pretty strong pairing for the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. And... So, you know, in any individual game, I would say that Brent Seabrook could probably be better than one or both of them. Um, but it, it, it's just a really tough ask at, at, at this point. Um, but, you know, do you have him serve? As, does Brent Seabrook just kind of serve as the seventh defenseman? And if one of those guys struggles or somebody gets hurt, then you have Seabrook step in. Is that... Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think, I think that's happen. probably a little more logical than, um, you know, because as of right now, I, I think Lucas Carlson would probably end up being the seventh guy. Yeah, and you'd probably put Seabrook ahead of him. Yeah, I think. Healthy. Yeah, I think at this point, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking is Seabrook will be the seventh guy, and then you know, just yeah, he'll step in if he proves he's healthy and. It, you know, if somebody else stumbles. Yeah. So of course, um, with, with the return to play being locked in now, uh, we were talking about today, actually this date, July 10th was going to be training camp, but it was moved up to move back to July 13th. And the game, the Blackhawks play on August 1st, according to this, if everything goes to plan, it'll it'll be the first, the third and the fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, will be the Blackhawks three games that they are guaranteed and then it'll be the 7th and the 8th uh, of August if needed um, they, um, you know, we've kind of gone over it before this is going to be a five game play in series and uh, yeah um, it, you know if anybody has not seen what the NHL is planning to do you know we have the two hub cities uh, there's going to be that starting on August 1st. There's going to be five to six games per day during this play-in round, and they're going to have games um, starting at noon Eastern, two o'clock, four o'clock, six thirty, eight, ten thirty, and 
So you're going to have five or six games going on all day. There's going to be a little overlap. So, you you know, the, the end of one game will overlap with the beginning of other games. Um, but it's, you know, you can, you can have wall-to-wall hockey for basically 12, 13 hours a day for a week, um, possibly. So that could be a lot of fun. Yes, and of course, you're, you know, the usual typical October Stanley Cup finals. Like like every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I'm not even thinking that far ahead. I mean, with the you know with what the Blackhawks are and the the situation that they're facing, I, I do think there's a decent chance they can beat the Oilers. But you know, I, I'm not expecting anything beyond August at this point. Um, and that's you know even keeping the pandemic out of it in the potential for a shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, so, I'm, I'm not I'm not thinking far enough ahead for for October. So we can think, we can cancel the uh, the Halloween themed championship parade. Yeah, I think so. I th- I think we can uh, put that in very 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 tentatively on the schedule. <laughs> um, uh, the the thinking ahead the three weeks to August first is it, it seems tenuous enough. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not even thinking beyond that. Yeah. yeah. Let's get let's get get me one game before we we before we worry about an extended schedule. Yeah, just let me get to training camp. Yeah, if we can get to the training camp, then we'll see. That's three days. So yeah, but yeah, no, it's just it is just a this is gonna be weird. But yep. if we get to see hockey, it'll be pretty good. But yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, you know, I, I've yet to mount any enthusiasm for baseball returning, um, despite the fact that they're a little bit ahead of the NHL, you know, a week or so ahead. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I haven't. It, it, you know, it, it seems especially weird since this is baseball season, <laughs> technically, mm-hmm. and not really hockey season at this point. But, um, yeah, for whatever reason, not excited at all for baseball right now, um, but hockey. I don't know. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I, I I think they can hopefully pull off the hub cities, and you know, uh, assuming the players take it pretty seriously and nobody's doing stupid things, uh, you know, I think you can keep these bubbles going for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think whereas, you yeah. Whereas I, I worry about all the travel that, um, you know, Major League Baseball, uh, you know, we, we're already seeing like um, college football is going to be hugely altered this year. Where basically it sounds like all of the conferences are basically just saying, hey, we're not going to play any out of conference games, and you know, so so football is going to be, um, you know, altered in the fall and winter. And uh, honestly, I could see a lot of NCAA sports just not happening. Yeah. But yeah, uh, for whatever reason, August hockey's got me pretty stoked. I don't, it's, it's weird, but uh, I'm, I'm down for it. Well, uh, we'll finish with one more thing that uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago, but things are kind of moving ahead with it. So I thought I'd bring it back up, but uh, the name changes. Washington's football team going to change their name. Cleveland Indians going to change their name. But the Blackhawks released a statement saying, as of now, they're going to stay the Blackhawks. Uh, I don't know if it would be, I wouldn't say defiant, but they say 
they're honoring the traditions of native people and stuff, but they announced this week that they're going to keep Blackhawks for now. So I just thought I'd update everyone on that. Yeah, I don't know that we have anything to add. I think both of us are in favor of changing it. Um, but, you know, uh, it just it is what it is. Uh, the Blackhawks have been under way less pressure than some of these other orgs. And uh, so it just seems like they're going to try writing it out. But I don't know. I just like, uh, you know, we talked yeah, I guess about you could it. say reference our episode from two weeks ago and. My, my only addendum uh, to that, the more that I thought about it, I, you know, I just said, oh, you know, just call them the Hawks or whatever. Um, that uh, probably actually would not work, um, given that uh, there already is the Atlanta Hawks. In, yeah. Um, generally, uh, those those, uh, those names have been uh, more highly protected uh, nowadays than they were in the past. There um, might be some like, lawsuits. And yeah, like uh, Vegas actually had quite a, an issue um, naming their team because I think they originally wanted to be... I think like I Nighthawks or something? Yeah, I don't know. I And I it, it overlapped with a college team from what mm-hmm. I remember, not even another pro team. So, you know, it, the, the Hawks would probably have to, you know, maybe they changed their name to Red Hawks or something as opposed to the, mm-hmm. just the Hawks, but... Um, yeah, that would be my only addendum to the previous uh, conversation we had is uh, the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, just changing it to Hawks wouldn't work. So, All right, Well, I don't know if you had any other things that you wanted to hit on this week. Um, no, I mean, I think that's kind of the big stuff. Uh, you know, as we were planning for this, you know, we thought maybe the training camp would have opened, but um you know, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll get a little bit more info on that, uh, for next week's, um, you know, we'll know, hopefully we'll, we'll get the intake tests for the players, find out if anybody has, uh, coronavirus or if anybody chooses to opt out, you know, at least mm-hmm. initially, um, obviously players will be given the opportunity to opt out at any time. Uh, I guess that is that we should have probably mentioned that as part of, um, the agreement, is that, uh, you know, uh, just like with baseball and some of the other sports, the, the NHL is going to allow guys to opt out. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have a little bit of info on that. Um, I will dig into the CBA a little bit. And we yeah. can, if, if there is anything interesting beyond just the the uh, kind of stuff, we, the main stuff we talked yeah, about, the main today, we can, we can uh, talk about that as well. All right. And. We're about, I'm doing the math in my head, about three weeks away from when we would be starting the season, so. Yep. Uh, um, on Twitter, Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. Um, STH85, and uh, you can rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app, and yeah, stuff is starting to go, and as of now, we're still on track, so it might be very soon we're saying uh Go Hawks!